Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey, this is Josh Lichman, VC at Impatient Ventures, investing in the intersection of consumer and Web3, based in Venice. No, so I'm, I'm from Massachusetts originally. I grew up in a suburb of Boston called Needham. And yeah, I would say, so LA is actually the seventh city that I've lived in. So I've, I've jumped around quite a bit. I did a, a bunch of the cities on the East Coast. Um, and then, yeah, like just over two years ago, I moved out here. I really, really like LA. Personally, for me, it's a place where I find that I can really work and, and also not burn out. Um, and so for me, that's almost the most important thing. Um, I do really like other cities, uh, but I think I'm the longest on LA. I mean, New York, for example, it like holds a special place in my heart. Uh, my parents met there and grew up there. And so for me, you know, New York almost feels a little bit like home. And so I like to go there like for a week at a time and then leave. But, but yeah, I mean, to me, really like the place where I see myself kind of uh, for, the, for the next longer period of time is LA and probably California as a whole. Um, but I think there are really exciting cities that are kind of making a name for themselves right now. Miami being one of them, you know, especially within the community that we're in, just tech has exploded down there within the last year and a half. And, you know, I don't think there's any denying that. So I do think, you know, the cool thing about you know, the world in which we live in now post COVID is like, there's just a lot more fluidity in where people are located. And so I tell a lot of people I'm based in LA, but I'll kind of go anywhere. But I definitely see LA as my home base and, and kind of investing in my relationships here is something that has really paid off. You know, one thing, one trend that I'm noticing in L.A., and I really like it, and I hope it gets a lot more rampant, is uh, dinner parties in L.A. And I think you're doing that, too. It's everybody's. Do, do you know Nate Tepper? Yeah, that name sounds pretty familiar. He did a great dinner party in L.A. focused on Web3. And I think a lot of people in Web3 are doing these kind of dinner party series. What are What is your view on, you know, what the community needs to continue to be thriving in Los Angeles and, and this new way of networking, which is dinner? I mean, it's not really new. Keith Ferrazzi t- has a whole book series on it. But and then there's also art of the gathering, but you know what I mean. It's trendy in LA all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I think it's really, really great. So I actually was at a dinner party last night, and it was fantastic. I ended up meeting the co-founder of Cameo, uh, just sitting right next to him. Um, yes, that's dope. Also, just like talking to some of the most brilliant people that I have met. Josh Ong was at the table, um, and it was just like you know, basically, I think like 20, maybe 25 people sitting around a giant table. And like, it's fantastic. You know, you end up in a group chat at the end of the night. And these are people that, you know, now you have built relationships with over a meal. And that's really kind of like, you know, from a, from kind of like a, 
uh, sociology kind of perspective, that's a, you know, that's a great way to build relationships, right? Um, over, over a meal. Um, it actually gives you the time to really, you know, dive in with someone and, and learn about them much more so than like a Zoom call. And so I'm very bullish generally on like dinners, you know, group dinners. And so that's my favorite way to network. I think a lot of other methods feel forced. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really just about like organizing things with groups of like 20 to 30 people to kind of create intimacy. Um, and then also, you you know, you never want to feel like you have to, you have to talk to every single person there. Uh, you don't want to be like speed dating. So yeah, that's like, that's my, that's, that's kind of like what I'm excited about. Like, I, I'll definitely be doing some more events here in LA. And yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think that's a, a great way to do it. The one like drawback of doing things like that in LA is that if, you know, LA, everything in LA is pretty spread out. So other cities like New York, it's very easy to say like everyone just like, you know, walk or take the train over to my place at LA. In LA, it's like a little bit harder logistically, but you know, if you're all meeting up at a restaurant or at someone's house, like you can still definitely make it work. And that's one way that uh, I'm looking forward to kind of building and fostering more relationships. Hey guys, my name's Ed Beckle. I'm the founder of Glorify. Glorify is a Christian meditation app and soon to be more of a social network. I think when I was younger, related probably more closely to, to excitement subconsciously for me. Um, now it, happiness feels more like peace, um, peace of mind. And I, I think too many people out there don't um, you spend so long fighting uh, to get stuff that that's ultimately very um, very short term, and you do it in ways that don't bring you peace. I I see, um, and I meet so many incredibly successful people who've made tons and tons of money. You know, success in terms of money, um, doing things that maybe they feel neutral about, and at worst, not not proud of. And and then when they've done all of that and made all of this money, they they give a load of it back in philanthropy. But that just seems like a, a terrible way to work, you know. And if we all did that, and I think too many of us do, the world will be worse off for it because we're constantly trying to undo. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do this quickly first for ourselves, and, and then we'll make it better later. And that psychology just has never sat well with me, and and would never bring me peace if I was building businesses that um, I wasn't incredibly proud of every day. I, I needed something that I felt felt really, really proud of myself for doing and building. And if it didn't fit in that, I, I, I think I wouldn't have the, you know, success, mental success that I need to, to sustain a, a really game-changing career. And let's talk a little bit about chasing versus serendipity. Your Los Angeles trip was full of serendipity, including how we met. And then there's a lot of chasing that happens in the entrepreneurial career. Were there ever chapters or are there still chapters right now where you feel you're chasing versus showing up to serendipity? Well, I, th I think one thing that, um, that has changed in my life since I've, you know, since, since a lot of this stuff has happened for me, you know, everything that I've dreamt of, I've, I've, I've achieved really a, a lot of all my dreams when I was younger. And I, I, I got to where I am in, in, a, in a way because I, I always put myself out there. I just, you know, I'd, I'd figure out who in the world I thought could help me. And I would, um, you know, I'd, I'd wait at parties or almost outside people's houses. And, 
you know, I would just try my, my best to increase the, the, the likelihood of that, you know, serendipity that, that helped. And I, I can no longer do that. It feels like in a, in a way that I, I once could, as I, I just don't have the, the time or even mental energy sometimes to, to, to continue doing it like I did. I think I, I did it very intensely before. And, and that was because I, you know, maybe I needed it more than I, I do in some ways now, but I, I try to say yes to everything I, I can, but now, you know, the, there's so much choice of, of places I should be and people I should be meeting that it's, it, it's very easy to get paralyzed. And, and that is the worst thing of all, if you don't actually move anywhere because you don't want to let people down. I, I look now and I think it's very difficult. There's so many people that I, I, I could be letting down at every step if I, if, I, if I choose one option and I don't want to let anyone down. That feels terrible to me. Hi, my name is John Jung with Brickwork, the co-founder, and we provide housing solutions. We're based out of downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, so actually pre-COVID, they were starting to grow. I, I actually at attended a um, networking event uh, in Koreatown. I think this was late 2018 into 19, and I was surprised as well. There's an incubator there, VCs that, from Korea, but also from here that were interested in some of the startups. And at that time, uh, you know, pre-explosion of K-pop and entertainment, there was still K-beauty, um, there were snacks. So uh, there were a lot of startups that, uh, you know, that were doing that. But I think uh, COVID kind of, yeah, yeah, slowed down that kind of growth. But I think it, it's still prime. Like I said, it's still the central location. If, if you're going to be working anywhere else, uh, it's a great place to, to find an apartment and to live from. But as far as the ecosystem for tech, absolutely. I think um, it's about time that more attention and, and, and more incubators and more investment and more startups are grown uh, out of K-Town. And to be fair, all of Los Angeles is kind of at a, at a pause during the pandemic. That's not just Koreatown, that's like everywhere. There's not really much in person other than if you're in the TikTok like pop culture vibe where you're going to these like underground house parties where everyone's getting, you know, um, annihilated with alcohol. <laughs> but, oh my God, absolutely. <laughs> um, what I will say is what I'm noticing, and it'd be great if all the areas in LA uh, follow suit on this, is especially with Web3 and the metaverse, is it seems there's been an uptick in private dinner parties and they're just starting now. Like they're at the super steed stages. And I feel like the hub of those private dinner parties and getting an invite is actually Twitter. Have you experienced that at all? No, but I would love to uh, get invited or actually start following to be invited. Because, yeah, I think it just made it more so with the pandemic that we have to appreciate these experiences more. But it doesn't have to be kind of that like, oh, we're networking to network, but there's no real conversations or connections being made. Um, I love that idea is having a private dinner party where you could control how many guests there are and you have more kind of intimacy, but that's kind of what connection is, right? Like not, not in a romantic sense, but like, well, you know, we all have empathy and we kind of want to hear each other's backgrounds and stories and naturally allow an organic connection to happen. And I think that's what LA uh, was missing before and would love to hear more about those. Absolutely. 
The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.